0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Okay, Good evening, everybody. Uh, this is the first show of the new year. I want to say Happy New Year to everybody, and uh, hopefully uh, we can carry on with, with this show uh, with your help and through the power of my guest, and we can just keep it going. Uh, when I first started, like I said, I didn't know if I'd do one show and out, and I think I'm on number maybe 12, 13, uh, and it's been going really really good. I think it's been going really good for, for my, my purpose. I've ex- far exceeded my expectations let me uh, just to clear the air. Let me tell you why I am doing this show. People have asked and I said, you know, and I, this is what I tell them, because I think we need to, because we don't really have a voice. And I'm talking about the everyday people, you and me with everyday problems, everyday issues. We, we, we have our moments. Ain't, ain't none of us perfect. We have, there's somebody out there, each and every one of us, there's somebody out there that can't stand us for one reason or another. There's even more who, who love us for one reason or another. Nobody's exempt, you know, so, uh, you know, get off the high horse and let's walk on a level surface, and we're all in this together, but we, we need to talk. We need to have people who can come on and really express how they really feel. You know, we, we go on the mainstream radio and we listen to the analysts come in and analyze the people uh, who I want to talk to I don't I don't want to, I don't necessarily need the analyst. That's good to have you need that, too But well, how about talking to the people that all the higher-ups are analyzing? Let's see what the people are really feeling within themselves And, and, and that's my point, you know, I, I want to promote us you know, If People are doing something positive in the community like brother Joe Strota, who, uh who is the founder and CEO of uh, Mo Better Jazz at the house of Bing on Friday night at 730 6930 South Shore Drive every Friday night world-class jazz That's the kind of stuff I want to promote. I want to promote people's life's experiences, people that may not be the most positive experiences, and we'll have a guest on later on who will talk about her experience, but in communicating uh, with people about just everyday life. You know, we all have problems. Maybe she can, and she understands the fact that her coming on could possibly help somebody else who may be not necessarily in the same state, but who can be just as emotionally uh, detached as she was at one time in her life, and overcome to do the right things. So that that's why I do the show. But anyway, uh, a couple of things I just want to throw out there as you know possible talking points uh, with uh, my first guest, who's a really really good brother, real down to earth brother, who I've gone to really really respect. From uh, actually met through uh, Facebook, and also we're both uh, WVLN listeners. And we've had interesting dialogues. We've agreed and we've respectfully disagreed. I mean really disagreed, but respectfully. You know, it's always ends with mutual respect. And that's what I appreciate and respect about this, brother. No anger whatsoever. But uh, I have been listening to – I listen to talk shows. That's what I listen to. I don't listen to music on the radio. I listen to talk. And it's been a lot of talk about the Eric Snowden. Some people disagree with him. Some people, uh, like myself, I agree. I agree. I don't have a problem with Snowden at all, and you'll see that my first guess will. I believe he sees otherwise, and I respect that. But you know, we both have you know valid reasons for that. But uh, Snowden, who did he harm? He hasn't hurt anybody. We need somebody to police the government. We, you know, we, you know, you think Eric Snowden was it caused that third building to just magically drop down on uh, 9/11 that we don't talk about no more. You know, we are more into. Eric Snowden, and we are the World Trade Center, and what happened there, in that inside job, and we can go into that too. Uh, Melissa Harris-Perry, I guess the system and the people finally got her to apologize. Well, m- maybe she should have. I mean, I, I can't, I can't uh, say that she shouldn't have, but it's with the volatility that we go about uh, trying to force. These apologies through the people. I mean, just take Chicago, for example. I, I, you know, are you going to go to your alderman and have them apologize f- for the decisions that they make for them damn speeding cameras and, and, and red light cameras? See, Melissa Harris Perry is an easy target. So is Eric Snowden. The people we need to be talking to and taking the task, we don't say a damn thing. Confront your alderman. They, they ain't doing nothing. Anybody who voted for them cameras, especially – When I think about where's the money going from the revenue from these cameras, where's the money going? You're getting the money from the hoods on these speeding cameras, and you're taking it, and you're doing whatever it is you do with it. I know what they should do. I know what I think they should do. Any hood that has made revenue for them cameras, that revenue should go toward that neighborhood. That revenue should go directly toward the school system and re uh, remake over our school system in that neighborhood since that's where you're making the money because that's where our salvation is going to come from as a people. We, we pretty much have to start all over and I think maybe it might be a generation or two away from success because we have to remake our whole school system. We have to teach our kids anger management, conflict resolution. We have to get the bands back in our schools and get these people to thinking right. We have to reprogram them and give them some sensitivity training because they have been totally, totally desensitized by the system. And the system is something I'm going to talk about on every show, every show. We will have some time to talk about the system. Okay, uh, Dennis Robin in Korea, who gives a goddamn? So what? If he wants to go to Korea, let him go to Korea. Hell, people come here, and I'm going to leave it at that. People come here, and they go to Washington and meet the presidents. So Dennis Robin, want to go to Korea? They let him come to Korea? Okay, go. so what? Ain't nobody thinking about that. I don't see why they see it, even in the news. And which is why I'm going to stop talking about it right now. I just wanted to say, who gives a damn? So what? I don't care if he's in Gary, Indiana, Tupelo, Mississippi. So what? Okay. Well, I can go on and on, but I want to – there's a few more talking points I want to go over. We'll we'll discuss, uh, especially with my first guest, we'll go into talking about about the church. Uh, We'll talk about (coughs) the system, Uh, and we'll just talk about everyday life. We're just going to wing it as everyday people. This is how we do. And uh, later, we will uh, talk to our second guest, and uh, I think there's there's a really great story behind that one, too. So we're going to take a a short break now, and we will come back, and we will bring on our first guest. I'm looking forward to the conversation, and uh, you all stay tuned, and uh, don't go nowhere, if I can just (laughs) – Okay, like I said, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: People moving out, people moving in. Why? Because of the color of the skin. is in the
1: We're back, and one thing I failed to do at the very beginning of the show, which I normally do, the first thing, let me thank last week's guest, Mr. Albert Like, everyday people from, uh, you know, just, hey, like I said, everyday issues, everyday problems from uh, inner city of Chicago, Robert Taylor to DuSable High School. We had an excellent conversation, and uh, I actually recommend you uh, go back into my archives and uh, maybe check it out from last week. It's been getting some really good, solid, uh, numerous hits. Uh, on the archives, people checking in and listening to that show. Uh, Albert, thank you, man, and uh, we look forward to having you on again. Now today we have on a brother who, like I said before, uh, and this is why I love Facebook, man. I love it's, it's, Facebook is all on about and how you use it, and the way I use it, I love it because it's really enhanced my life and it's actually made me a much better person, and it's made me speak out. It's given me a platform to say a lot of bottled up thoughts that's been on my mind for a long time. And in uh, doing that, uh, and listening to WVON, you know the callings that come in. This brother here is a, a caller to WVON, and uh, we we linked up, and we've had some really good, interesting, and respectful uh, dialogues on Facebook. And uh, I just wanted to have him on. We don't agree on everything, but we are, we, we understand where each other's coming from. Uh, this brother here is rep- actually representing Dusabo High School. Uh, he is a retired uh, railroad worker with some interesting uh, opinions on what's going on in this life today, and I want to bring on Brother Dan Lee. Dan, how you doing, man, and thanks for coming on.
2: I'm doing fine, and I really appreciate you asking me.
1: Hey, well, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, Let let me start real quick, man. What you got against the Bears?
2: Well, it's like this. (laughs) I had a feeling you were going to sneak that one in. (laughs) I felt that one coming. The Bears, okay, I used to love them. But I kind of got turned off to them after they let Dicker take the team over and just not let 85 team. And I got some issues with the management. And I got some issues with the way they did a couple of people in the, from the last team. I don't like what they did with Brian Erlocker. I don't like what they yeah. did with Lovey Smith. I just didn't like it. And so I was uh, hoping that they would lose every single game this past year. I was only <laughs> half right, though. I was only half right. <laughs> yeah, you, hey,
1: 50-50, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah, man, but I was—I I just didn't like the way they did it, and so I don't really dislike them that strongly. But I, this year, I was really—I was hoping for some bad things to happen to them, only because of you know, to me they just—they—they didn't—they uh, didn't do those guys right to me at all. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the,
1: the thing with Urlacher was really, really uh,
2: wrong. They, you, know, that, you should never go and have a brother like that going on like uh, that. And, uh, you know, I think how many guys have gotten fired with a 10-6 and 6 record and been denigrated by the, the corporate media the way that Lovey Smith did? I'm not saying he's the greatest yeah. coach, but how many guys do you know get fired with 10-6? and 6? I mean, if yeah. you look at it like that, then their current coach should be fired.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, 10-6, and 6, you know, usually gets you an extension. <laughs> you
2: know, well, so, uh, actually, it got uh, Andy Reid another day. He got fired, too, with 10-6, and 6, but he got hired in two weeks. It took uh, Lovey Smith over a year. And he got, like, a fraction of the interviews that, the other, that people with first records or didn't have any records at all. He got a, a fraction of the interviews they got. So, you know, to me, the NFL, you know, when they had those 17 positions open, uh, both, you know, upper management and coaches, and none of them were, you know, African Americans, uh, I think the NFL has just sent a message to black people everywhere. That, that we run this. I don't care how many play, black players are running around out there. We run this, and if you don't like it, turn the TV off because that's, they know we're not going to do that.
1: Well, they know that
2: NFL is in our blood to some extent. You know those those of us who like sports.
1: That's, that there well, you I, go. I don't have a real
2: problem with the Bears. Like I said, I had a, a gripe with them, so I might I ease up on them except for when they paid, except for when they play Tampa next year. <laughs> <laughs> I hear <hate> you. <laughs>
1: Look here. This is uh, something I've, I've been listening to, and uh, you know, I listen. To, like I say, I listen to talk shows. I listen to so many different. You know, I, I go to sleep to uh, YouTube lectures by somebody. I'm always listening and listening and just trying to learn, and you know, just just hear what's going on. And a lot of uh, on WVON, for example, there has been a lot of talk about this Eric Snowden thing. And I know that the host on that show seems to be so adamant about this guy is just a trader, 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 trader. And if he's a trader, then what? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah you talking about? I, I like Matt. I have a lot of respect for Matt. I like That's Matt. But uh, my, my thing is okay, fine, but that, what the hell does that make George Bush then in his administration if Eric Snowden's a traitor? Who who died from Eric Snowden? But well, how, how according
2: you to what they tell us, that there are going to be people that die because we don't know all the stuff that was released. You know, I don't really know this. I'm just going back. That's the official line that some of the things that he has, some of the things that he's, that he's holding hostage are going to cost lives. Now, is if that's true or not, I really don't know. I don't think any of this knows, and I don't really consider Snowden a hero. I, I consider him more of an opportunist, opportunist because I think that, that he thought he was going to not have to go through some of the things that he did in order to get the fame, and I think he's going to get some fortune later on if he successfully holds all this information for ransom and gets an amnesty. You know, He's going to a, become a Fox News commentator. He's going to be all over the talk show circuit. You know, that's just my opinion. I think he's going to profit greatly. He's already got the fame, which is protecting him right now. In my opinion, had he did the Aldrich Ames deal, I don't know if some of you listen know what who Aldridge, Aldridge Ames is, he was a guy that was leaking information, you know, yeah. for dollars at a time. Well, he didn't do it that way. I guess he knows better than that. But by, by doing this uh, information bomb, he pretty much insulated himself, himself from being, you know, just rubbed out. So, which is a smart move on his part if he's going to do something like that. But uh, I just don't believe the story that he did it for the purposes that he did it. I, I don't believe he's a hero. I just think he's an opportunist and a weasel. You know, I don't really have any uh, hard, you know, really, really hard feelings about this. That's just my own opinion. And I was kind of upset when uh, I got into a dialogue with another one of the WVON hosts on Facebook where he basically is saying that uh, the only reason that I'm not – Considering Snowden a hero is because I was, uh, you know, I worked on President Obama's campaign and I support him in most things. We have I have my differences with him, but under the circumstances, I support President Obama simply because of the alternatives are just too ugly to even contemplate. Yeah. And so they seem to think that you know a lot of people seem to think that because Mm -hmm. I don't feel that Snowden's a hero, it's because. I feel that Snowden hurt Obama, which has nothing could be further from the truth, and that kind of puzzles me when people think that way. I mean, we are capable of, you know, of disagreeing with each with each other without, uh, you know, uh, assigning a t- ulterior motives to each other's uh, thought process.
1: Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear yeah. the thing. I don't see him as a as a hero. I just see. It is somebody having to hold this country accountable for a change. Now, I know uh, Julian Assange with the Wikipedia guy who's in asylum. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the things that he exposed, when you saw how this, this government here is going through these uh, machine guns, shooting helicopters, and just running around killing innocent women, children, and kids, man. It's a fact. It's true. It's documented. Yes, it is. And, and, and this country is trying to hide it. So I'm saying, so, so it's not so much a Snowden. It's about somebody exposing the deeds, the wicked deeds of this systematic country. So that, that's why I say, you know, if we're going to jump on Snowden where, he, mm-hmm. where somebody might lose their lives, we know damn well that Saddam Hussein lost his life, Muammar Gaddafi I mean, lost you know his life. Million other Iraqis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of innocent Iraqi. When men, mm-hmm. women, and children have died as a result of the lies. And it's documented. This ain't just me talking. It is documented that the George Bush, Condi Rice, Dick Cheney, Rumsfeld, and, and those guys uh, role They lied.
2: Yeah. They lied you know that about. To start I mean, this, no com- and we're there's still. There's in. no comparison between those two. To me, to me, it's not even the same conversation. But, uh, but, right. But
1: but, 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 we say, but nobody. But we don't we don't address that. We don't say that. We don't try to hold these accountable. It's like we just whistle and walk away.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, the fact that uh, Dick Cheney also profited millions of dollars through Halliburton and those other subsidiaries, uh, subsidiaries, and uh, you know what Bush and the gang did. There's no doubt that it was, you know, that, that that has to be one of the greatest war war crimes of all time. But at the same time, uh, to try to elevate somebody to a, to hero status, I'm not talking about you personally, but the way that some people are, are putting this to me. Yeah. Uh, What happened with the exposure of some of that information was simply a byproduct, because if you think about it, if you if you're more worried about the NSA spying upon us as individuals, uh, your phone company has more information on you than they do. You know, I mean, the information that's out there about all of us, including Facebook, on Twitter, what have you, uh, is, is at least equal to what the NSA has. I mean, this information is everywhere. And at the point where at now, there's no stopping it. I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm not saying it makes it okay. I'm just being realistic about it. So, a lot of people are upset about you know the personal information. Okay, if you want to, if they want to take you out or do whatever they have to do, the information is there for them. All they have to do is ask for it. I mean, I changed my phone company because of AT and T and uh, who are those other large phone companies? Verizon and all those all those places. I changed my phone company to a place to a phone company called Credo. Simply because all they do is progressive stuff. They give money to progressive causes, and they made it very clear they want nothing to do with the conservatives. And I changed phone companies for that. That's how I feel about stuff like that. I believe in backing up, you know, uh, the people that back you up. Mm -hmm. But the large phone companies, they're working with the conservatives. They contribute to Glenn Beck. They contribute to Bill O'Reilly. They contribute to Rush Limbaugh, all those people. And I'm not having it. I don't want any part of it. I, I, I'm with that.
1: You know, Rush Limbaugh, I believe, was one of the main talk shows that they that, that our soldiers are hearing overseas every day. Yeah, and that is yeah,
2: that that and that's that has been going on for a decade or more.
1: Yeah, long time. Yeah, nobody is just like it. Hey, this this is what they hear. That 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 system, mm-hmm. that system is out there, man. The system is something else. It's everywhere you go. You can't avoid it. Now, as far as, uh, <clears throat> as far as uh, as far as where you want to be, I got so many different angles I can go to here. Do. Uh, the Melissa Harris Perry, do you, you felt it was worth an apology from her uh, as far as her uh, as far as her guests on her show making uh, particular comments. Did, did you feel that was necessary?
2: Uh, to me, that was a joke. The whole situation is a joke. <laughs> we are called I consider her a fellow progressive. We spend too much time apologizing. Exactly. When you look at what the other side does on a regular basis, they bombard you with hatred of all types and not only do they not apologize, they double down. And now, since the media has gone completely corporate, uh, nobody holds them accountable for what they do. Martin Bashir, the same thing. You know what he said uh, about slavery was the problem to, 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 I think, the corporate media. A lot of people didn't know the some of the gory details about slavery. Uh, and all he said was, "This, how would she like to have that done to her?" And then all of a sudden, he's the villain. Uh, look at the crap that happened with that Duck Dynasty uh, garbage. A lot of people don't know yeah. that. Those people are all actors. They're not even real Southerners. They're not even real people. They are Southerners. They are yuppies. And they, they are actors. But the media does not tell the people that. You know, it's, it's, it's a joke. The whole thing is a joke. The corporate yeah. media just wanted to, it has declined so much. I have very little respect. I used to respect 60 Minutes. They have really sunk to the depths with some of the some of their latest coverage, including you know the the, oh, the uh, people they had about the Bengali situation, and they knew the man was lying. Uh, they just had another one where they I forgot the exact thing they just did, but they lied about some more stuff that just happened. I think it had to do with global warming. Uh, 60 Minutes has been bought completely out. They bought and paid for, and that was the, one of the last mainstream media sources that I actually respected. Yeah, I just you know they they're worthless now. All they do is pass yeah. the company line. Yeah, I they, mean, they, look, they at, uh, look at the Sunday shows, the Sunday morning shows, you know, Meet the Press and, you know, play, uh, shows like that that come on Sundays. I think it was something like two, uh, more than two to one Republican guest on there now. They get their message out almost every week, and every now and then they throw a they throw Democrat on there. I'm not necessarily pro-Democrat, but I believe there should be some equal dialogue since there's a lot of two major parties. But that's not the case. You do the numbers, you will see that it is completely out of balance.
1: I was just about to go there uh, as far as these Sunday shows. I put a post out there the other day. It's like, I, you know, you wake up Sundays and you start – you know, I scan the networks. And, mm-hmm. man, I mean, you, 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 you one of black folks even insisted as far as the representation on these Sunday shows. And, and when you do have somebody on there, you, you don't have anybody with any uh, powerful dialogue that's really going to put it out there the way it is. I don't even bother with them anymore except – like I say, they're out there just making cartoons, you know, just Sunday morning cartoons like we used to wake up and you
2: know watch because they don't I mean anything. I used to watch them every week without fail. I used to love Meet the Press, but this guy they got on now—what is this guy named with the white hair? He is a uh, Gregory? A, no, not Dick Gregory. <laughs> David Gregory. No, they,
1: they, no, they, David Gregory. David Gregory.
2: David Gregory. He is a complete disgrace to journalism. He is absolutely pathetic. I can't even look at that anymore. I really can't. Literally, I can't look at it. It's just, I said, wow, whatever happened, you know, journalism, I, to me, you know, they are the only profession that was protected under the Constitution, and they have completely abused that. Wow. So it's, it's, me, it's, me, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, let me ask you, what, what really, you know, I, I, there's some pet peeves that I have. There, there's some things that, you know, just really kind of can, you know, get up under my shoulder and just makes me scratch my head and wonder what the hell i mean what is there what is it what is, what is it uh, as far as this system is concerned and uh, what we're in the middle of today is there any, what in particular really really kind of gets up under your skin just makes you really just scratch a hole in your head trying to figure figure it out
2: what well, I, the, I, I the income inequality and the state of the media uh has completely changed our world uh Ninety-five percent of all the profit from 2009 is going to the top 1%. Uh, Seventy-five to 80% of the profit, you know, from whatever recoveries we've had over these years has gone to the top 10%. Now, you have one pie. They keep taking more, and they're taking their portions that they're taking out of the economy and and putting it overseas and so forth. Outsourcing and offshoring of the the funds – uh, uh, that they, they come out of the United States taxpayers and the consumers making less available for just just about everybody else, which is why the wages are going down or stagnant. We've been almost stagnant for the last, since the 70s, I believe it is. That, to me, is one of the biggest problems that we have because they're creating a two-class system. We're getting, it's an oligarchy is what it is. And the media has been bought, so they're going along with it. And the major corporations, obviously, are locked up with this, that is going to destroy this whole country the way it 's going right now, because there's going to be nothing left for everybody else that 's why we have all these problems with uh you know so many people with college grad college degrees working at these fast food places and these big box stores because there's nothing left they've taken all of the uh ways to sustain your family they're taking the means to do that away from everybody that really sticks the income inequality i think the tax system as it is with the uh tax breaks for the co- corporations. A lot of them are paying zero, where, you know, and, and, you know, the million, billionaires paying less than their secretaries and that kind of stuff. That rankles the hell out of me. And I think the media and the way they have been c- compromised, I think those are the three biggest things going on right now.
1: Yeah, I think when you mentioned as far as the jobs, uh, I, I remember back, uh, back in the days, uh, you know, as a teenager going up to Rainbow Beach over on the south side. And uh, it was right across from the steel mill. And at 11 o'clock every night, we would see the baddest vans just lined up like a caravan coming out of that place, like they were having a parade uh, coming out of the steel mill. And uh, it was obvious that, man, that's a good place to work. These guys are getting paid. They go home and they can take care of their families. They have health insurance Mm -hmm. and so forth and so on. And I think a lot of this started with the disintegration of the steel mills. And then you had the Betty Crocker, the Kraft Foods, the... uh, uh, Bell and Howe, and all the factories being taken out. And so all these people out of out of the box. And now yeah. today, if you have Internet and if you call for any customer service, you're going to be talking to somebody in India.
2: If not a recording.
1: Look, I, 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 I work in the field every day, and I'm all over the place. And if I have to call for support or call for uh to uh, let somebody know, okay, I'm here, this is what we need to do, so forth. I'm talking to a person who I can barely understand. All, those, all these IT jobs that have been sent overseas. Yeah. And it, so, so I, I, man, it, 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 it's something else. And then uh, <clears throat> I, I, how, how this – well, I can't say how this government allowed it to happen. We know how they allowed it to happen because that just strengthens the 1%, you know? Exactly. So anyway, I, so I, 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 I hear you on that one uh as far as as far as you know i have my ideas on what we need to do as far as far as how we where we need to go because right now if we're not careful i mean i can't say that we will cease to exist because i think we're going to always be here we ain't going nowhere but the level in which we exist man we better do something. We we have to. What do you think about our school system? Do you think that that has to be totally oh, made gosh. over?
2: Oh a... get me started on that one, man. Our school system uh, it has deteriorated a great deal. Um, I've seen some papers that have been written by high school st- seniors and juniors, and it it brings tears to your eyes. I mean, they're semi-literate. I'm serious. I mean, I mean no no punctuation, no capitalization, sentences running into each other. Uh, I remember a situation where a, a buddy of mine had some teenagers in school, and he was a junior at a, a very well-known high school, and he got an A minus an a- on one of his papers. So his his, uh, his his guardian was showing me the paper, and I looked at it. It was an essay, and it looked like it was written by a two-year-old. I, I could not believe it. He got an A minus on this. I saw this with my own two eyes, and I didn't I didn't want to you know bust his bubble at that point. You know, I just had to say, well. Um, There are a couple of things we need to improve on here, you know, that type type of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: On the other end of that, how do you get all the way to a junior in high school and can barely read and and you cannot write a coherent sentence? Uh, It's not just me saying that. A few years ago, Dempsey Travis was addressing the city council. This was under the Daly administration. Uh, He was addressing the city council, and he brought a box full of papers from high schools within the city and dumped them on the desk and said, this is what our children are being taught. He was as outraged as I was. I mean, it's really a lot worse than people realize. Now we got, you know, the kids that are taking care of the business, but the overwhelming majority aren't learning squat. Yeah. I mean, they, they know nothing. And it's, it's, It's scary. It's really scary because they're going to be completely left behind because they're competing against the entire world, not just the Chicago public school system or the charter schools. The charter schools, some are better, some are worse. You know, the statistics show that uh, that that, uh, some are better, uh, about maybe 20 percent, and maybe about 40 to 50 percent are are equal, and another 10 or 15 percent are just as bad or worse. So, the charter school system is basically, to me. Unless they can show me some real numbers that that prove that they're doing a lot better than the public school system, it's about making individuals rich. So well, I don't know what to say about the school system. It's, it's shot to hell.
1: Yeah, it 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 is. It, it has to be to, to, totally made over.
2: I mean, yeah.
1: And, and you're right. It's scary because they're just passing these kids through. They get in there, and, they, and it's they just like a conveyor belt to prison, a conveyor belt to the streets, a conveyor belt yeah. to rap music, to, to twerking, right. to pants half down your ass. That's they, they, they know that they're going straight through to that, so they won't be uh, able to jeopardize, you know, the systems, kids, and what the you know the systems uh, assets. It, it, right. it's, uh, it, it's it's bad, and I, I think that. You know, it's a shame because parents have no idea, I bet they have no idea what classes their kids, they may know what classes they're taking, but they don't, they don't know uh, the classes that are available and the classes that are not available. We're at a time now where I think we have to really, really focus on uh, uh, resensitizing these kids, reprogramming them. Uh, they have to learn anger management, conflict resolution yeah. before they learn trigonometry.
2: <laughs> yeah, no doubt, you know? no doubt, because um, uh, the violence is, off the charts as you well know and now we gotten to the point where violence is cool so you post it on facebook or you post it on youtube you know it, it's pretty crazy right now yeah it, so,
1: it, um, it, 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 it's a sad yeah. day and i and I, I i just don't uh i don't know i i i have some opinions some of some of some of far out but i mean you know when you're talking about you walking down the street and a couple of kids walking the other way, and next thing you know, you, you do, uh, you know, dope pop down on your face on the ground from a knockout game. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, you know, what can you do besides arm yourself and have have your butt ready with your hand in your pocket? And if they get within 10 feet, you know, hey, I'm, excuse, can I help you? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, what 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 do you do? I mean, uh, then you have people saying, well, you shouldn't carry this. You shouldn't carry that. Well, people have, a, in my opinion, a right and should be able to have a chance to defend
2: themselves. Yeah, you know the concealed carry situation. You, even though I'm pro concealed carry, because I have a few bullet holes in my house from um, dealing with these dope dealers around here. Because I was standing, I was standing in front of my house taking pictures of them and stuff. So I had a few problems with them a few years ago, but they're all gone now. Mm-hmm. But that would help in a situation like that. But what do you do when someone comes up behind you, puts a gun to your head, takes your weapon, and it shoots you? So now he's got two weapons.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, and, and that's that's a good point. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, really,
2: it's not it's not, it's not necessarily whether the person that being robbed has a gun or not. It depends on who gets their gun out first. Uh, Will yeah, You know, I, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. You know, I hope it's successful, but I'm very apprehensive about it. But yeah. I understand the need for it. So I, I I'm, you have, know, I'm, I'm a- more pro. I'm more pro than than anti.
1: I'm apprehensive at the same time. I would feel a hell of a lot more comfortable.
2: <laughs> I you you understand know. that. <laughs> You'll have Karen, six friends with yeah. your help. Yeah, it, it's, you uh, help?
1: It, it, and it, it's, it's a fine line, man. Uh, and you're right. We're going to see what happens. But i tell you one thing. Something is going to happen. Exactly what? But it's going to be very interesting. And, uh, w- w- you know, we might find ourselves in a few okay corrals before this is all over in Chicago.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So,
1: so uh, as far as... One one of the pet peeves I have, I don't know, I asked you the question, but one one of mine has to do with, and I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm losing a few more Facebook friends, but that life goes on. But I, my, one of my pet peeves is, is the church, and not every church, but the church in general. There are some great churches doing some great things with some great people. That's the first thing I want to say, no doubt about that. Uh, they, they're, you know, that they're, they're doing things the right way, giving the proper messages, but there are also a lot out there who were designed to present to you the preacher as Jesus and God himself, <laughs> and who, I, I just, I, I that bothers me that people fall for, uh, like the Creflo's and the, and the Eddie Long's and the, uh, uh, man, I'm drawing the blank here, but, but they, they, who are out there... What? Doing the things yeah, those, that they're doing. Those
2: jumping players, man. <laughs> they, yeah, something. But you, uh, we you know have what it things. is. Uh, I don't know if people seem to have the tendency. They got to have this something to hold on to. I guess. Uh, you know, I, I'm not one of these people that uh, that uh, would worship any person. And actually, I'm an atheist for those who don't know me personally. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do understand, having been raised a Christian, the, pop, you know, the power of propaganda, which I consider, you know, most religions. But uh, uh, these people put themselves in these positions, and people actually, like you said, they actually worship these folks. And it, it, it's it's kind of scary to think that somebody could be that brainwashed. But if you look at history, it's nothing new. There's nothing new there. It's been going on for decades.
1: Yeah, and I, mean, I, I decades, say,
2: I'm sorry, centuries. I should say.
1: My my see, my my uh, recommendations to the people who need something to hold on to is uh,
2: how about yourself? <laughs> People don't have self-confidence anymore. I don't think. I don't think they believe yeah. in themselves. I think that's another reason we have so many conflicts because people are so insecure now, and I don't think they they feel that empowered enough to look within themselves to 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 figure out what life is all about. That's just yeah, my own personal it, opinion.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it, and it's just so it's so easy. P, see, my thing is people tend to they want to believe what makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. And. The truth don't always make you feel good. Sometimes the truth can hurt, man. But the tr- but it w- but it will set you free. But people yeah. don't want to hear the truth. People want to hear what makes them feel good. They want dramatics. They want these little you know. They want to you know break dance in the aisles and do the funky chicken and all that and speak <laughs> speaking a tongue that they don't understand that they can't even translate. What did you just say? I don't know. That was his. okay. Well, then speak English. I can't understand what the hell you're talking about. But anyway, I'm, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's just it just gets me how gullible and passive which is to me makes too many churches, not all of them, but too many churches, just an extension of the system. An extension of the system to make you passive, gullible to sit around and wait for something to be done for you. Like I say, I don't pray, I meditate. Because mm-hmm. I think prayer prayer has you looking for someone to do something for you. Meditation is within you. That's for you to reach down and get that inner strength of yourself and you take it from there. So it's yeah. a big difference.
2: Yeah, I would imagine. So, uh, I guess you know I hadn't looked at it like that, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, You know, religion is so complicated, and at the same time, it's so simple. To me, it's like a form of organized superstition. Yeah, that's just me.
1: Exactly. And and see, here's the bottom line. Anytime uh, I can have a conversation about religion, and we can go full circle, but it always comes down to this with me: if you're an asshole who gives a damn what you believe in, okay? And if you're a good person, kind person, treat people right, do all the right things, who gives a damn what you believe in? So the bottom line is, who are you and how are you as a person?
2: Yeah, it, if people look at it, things, things that way, you know, let's, let's try to get on this level and get this level straightened out without worrying about what's going on up in the clouds. Exactly. You know. Uh, then I think that a lot more would get done. But yeah. that's, that, our people are, are so deep into that, you know, it, it 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 it's kind of sad in a way. But you know, I, I understand it because having been raised in a Christian family, I understand it. But that doesn't mean I agree with it. I mean, people seem to get upset because I don't believe as they believe. Some people do. I don't believe, you know, what they believe, and I try to explain to them. That doesn't mean I'm putting you down. I just don't believe the story I've been told. I mean, if you look at the way it's been used all over the world, I mean, the phrase first the Bible, then the bullet did not come out of thin air. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, when I I look at the Bible and I think about the Bible and all the people who I know who have read it and who respond and react to it, however they react, and then I step back from that and then I look at the world and the evil and the issues that are going on, the the Mm -hmm. real world, the truth, then I'm wondering what the hell difference has it made?
2: <laughs> this is just yeah. There's so many cases to be made for that. You know, a lot of people don't realize Mother Teresa died, of, died an atheist. You know, everyone thought she was you know the most devout person in the world, but she was, I didn't know that she either. Also, I didn't did know that. Yeah, yeah. She's an, she's an atheist. Okay. She uh, saw so much misery and suffering. She just gave it up. I mean, and you know, that's They got to keep that away from people, but that is the truth. Mother Teresa was an atheist when she died, and that is a fact
1: and it and it didn't matter because she was she 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 she, she had the heart
2: and she kept so who, doing who, what she mean? was doing because she felt it was the right thing to do, yeah you know she gave up on any divine intervention because it wasn't coming yeah you know there was a i think a Facebook exchange I had with some folks oh yeah when they were laying off those one point three million people i'm mean not laying off i'm sorry of uh, to extend the employment benefits for the one point three um uh, million people you know right before the christmas break and we were discussing that on a, a good friend of mine's uh, uh post and this one lady comes in well i'm so sure glad i got my blessings so i says okay i said why do you think that uh, your god likes you more than he likes those other 1.3 million people uh, i didn't get much of an answer to that <laughs> still waiting on that one yeah i mean we get caught up in our my uh, blessings but look at all the other people that are being screwed over and usually by people that people that call themselves, you know, devout Christian religious people.
1: And simple questions like that is what get people pissed off at you because there's no response. When you talk about, it, you know, even, you know, you, I, I use for example uh, that Tinley Park. You know, the five ladies that uh, were taken in the back of Tinley Park, uh, in uh, Lane hey. Bryan in Tinley Park and executed. Mm-hmm. And I, I know one of them was a, a avid uh, Connie McFarland was a devout. uh, Christian she was a real you know church Goer she was she was she was good People was one of them And uh, so One Survived of the six and I, I guess so she's blessed what about the other Five I mean what exactly. this, blessed, this blessed talk insulting. really gets out of hand
2: That's a, that's a completely insulting When you hear stuff like that Oh the Lord sure was looking out for you you Survived and those other 700 people did Yeah I'm like what the hell is that
1: <laughs> What
2: kind of yeah, math is that? Where You know, why can't we have 700 blessings in one death? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, so madness, it's, uh, yeah, it's true But bad, anyway, it? It's, 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 it, it is what it is. I, I just, uh, you know, I, I uh, see things for what they are. And, uh, and I don't care how much somebody tries to get me to uh, believe a square peg is round. You know, I'm looking right at it. Don't try to get me to see something contrary to what I'm looking at every day in life.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's just me. But. Man, I tell you, uh, in uh, anything in closing that you might want to share with the everyday people out there, man, I, I really enjoyed the conversation, and I, I can really see us doing this again one day, man.
2: Hey, it works for me, my man. Uh, you know, I love a, a, I love a good conversation. Be a pro, con, anti, for, against. You know, because you know, I call it mental gymnastics, exercise for your mind. If you exercise your body, you should exercise your mind too. And to me, conversation is a way to do that. That's. You know, the one reason I, I like Facebook so much, I used to disdain it because I thought it was all about silliness, which for some people it is. But that True. is a powerful idiom that can be used for a lot of good, you can share a whole lot of information that way. I just wish more people would use it that way instead of, you know, posting pictures of their behinds or posting pictures of their lunch. You know, we, we need to get into really exchanging information because, uh, you know, it's just an untapped source. I think to a great degree. I think uh, that we as a people, I'm talking about African-Americans in particular, we uh, uh, indulge in too much frivolous, frivolous uh, enterprises. You know, we don't, we're don't, we not serious enough about enough, enough things. I understand you got to have time to relax and all that, but we need to spend more time with more serious issues and trying to figure out how we can get off the bottom for a change. I'm tired of being in the last place. That's just yeah. me.
1: I hear you. I hear, and 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 we have the power of the internet and the power of Facebook right there. If we just use the stuff the right way, mm-hmm. we we have the medium, we have the platform. If we just tap into it and use it properly,
2: wow, yeah, because I, but it, You know, sometimes I'll post something informational, you know, like jobs or something, and someone yeah. will say, "Okay, that was really nice." So on, so and on, so and on, so, on, so. So I will ask them, "Did you share it?" You need to start sharing the stuff that helps you and the other people share some of this stuff. Don't just delete it and move on. Yeah, if we, yeah, the stuff that's really positive, just pass it around. Well, we, we're starving for information. We need it. Information is power, which is how we ended up being powerless so much because we don't look at it that way.
1: Absolutely. We prefer to gossip and watch Scandal. Watch hey, drama. Oh, don't get me started there, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we'll let hold on we'll the we'll... issue. We'll, we'll that will a whole we'll, other
2: we'll, issue. They had a good one on WVON about that today, to some degree. Oh, really? it was that? Was it, it might have been, I don't know, it was, I think it, was, it might have been Perry, but I'm not sure. I'm not for sure.
1: Okay. But they okay. brought well, up some
2: we, good points, some of the things I wanted to say, <laughs> I've wanted to say over the years.
1: Maybe maybe we'll tap into that on part two, man. I tell you, yeah, I, I, I never I, seen I really, it. I don't know that
2: much about it, but I know the premise, and I do know the premise is not something positive. And uh, what's her name? The guy married to, to, to Dwayne Wade. She's going to be in a show where she's in a similar situation, from what I understand. I don't know. She's a mistress to somebody. I don't know if it's a, a white guy, black guy, what have you. But she's going in the same role. And I'm trying to see, okay, is this the trend now? And that that was the premise of the conversation. It's becoming somebody's side piece become respectable?
1: Well, the system is at work, man. The system is hard at but, work, and it's and, and it's getting it done. Yes, it because is. We've we fall for it, man. But, then I appreciate you coming on and taking time. Uh, We've got to do this again. Uh, like I said, I have a lot of respect for you. I, 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 I've always respected and appreciated our dialogues, and, uh, and, they, and they make me think. Like I say, even when uh, I disagree with it, if, even if I don't fall in line with that agreement, it does make me think. So I appreciate, appreciate all that from you, man, and uh, you, you're a great brother.
2: Hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity, and any time, man, I'm, I'm there. Just give me a call. I will
1: certainly do that, my brother. Uh, You take care, and uh, we'll be keeping in touch, man.
2: Oh, absolutely, and uh, goodbye, and uh, good luck to everybody that may be listening.
1: Okay, brother, you take care now. All right, you too. All right. Okay, Uh, that was uh, Brother Dan Lee. Uh, He, like myself, was a WVON man. Uh, We listen to WVON AM 1690 uh, pretty much every day. Uh, you know, Matt McGill, uh, Perry Small, Cliff Kelly, Salim Muakil. Uh, I guess uh, Shay Ryan Smith has a show on there every Monday now. Roland Martin's back. Uh, Dorothy Tilburn on Saturdays. So it's a really, really good lineup. If you uh, get a chance, check it out. And, uh, and you'll learn something. You'll learn something. We need to listen to what's really going on and uh, get, off, get off the drama and the reality shows and Jerry Springer's and see what's really happening in the real world. So... I'm going to uh, take a break again, and then we're going to bring on our next guest. Uh, she's got an interesting story. I think that uh, is worthy to be heard everyday people, everyday issues, everyday problems. That's what the show is all about. Uh, before I go there, I want to give a plug to a friend of mine. Her name is Galana Marie Thomas dash Harris. Uh, she is a entrepreneur. Uh, she is And to custom-making spices, Uh, she makes her own spices from scratch. She sent me a couple of them, and they are the bomb. I recommend it. I'd like for you all to show this young lady some love. She has a site on Facebook. Uh, It is called Kameneas Sugar and Spice Pure Homemade Seasoning. Kameneas is spelled K-A-M-O-N-E-Y-A-S, Sugar and Spice Pure Homemade Seasons. I would like for everybody who listened to this show to get on Facebook and go to that Kameneas Sugar and Spice, Pure Homemade Seasoning, and at least like that page. At least like the page. And after you like it while you're there, check out some of her spices. It's very interesting. She can customize them to what you want. You, you can let her, tell her what type of spice you want, whether it's a sweet spice or a hot spice, uh, a sprinkle you want for ice cream, or if you want a a habanero uh, spicy uh, seasoning or a a jerk seasoning, which both of those two she has sent me, and I've made uh, blackened catfish uh, with with each one of them, actually, and it it is beautiful. Uh, She has a a great concept, and uh, I'm hoping to get her on the show. Galana, come on the show. Let's talk about it. Hopefully you've uh, all moved in and everything and settled down. And uh, whenever you do that, come on the show and let's talk about it. Let's tell the people what what you're doing. I think you have a great, a great uh, product. You uh, you handle it very professionally, uh, and and I'm I'm proud of you and I have a lot of respect for what it is you're doing. So, I just wanted to put that out there uh, for the people. She was kind enough to send me a couple of samples and uh, I appreciate it. So. I got I got to spread the love. And hopefully you guys will get on that web, uh, not web page, Facebook page and show going some love. She deserves it. OK, I'm going to take a break now and then uh, we will be back with our next guest. Stay tuned. Hello? Hello? Okay, and we're back, and we are still on the roll, and we have a, a second guest today, young lady who has <coughs> has had has, 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 has experiences like all of us, who's, who's been through the system, has uh, uh, entered a few foster homes, is now a mother of four kids, and but has committed herself to making certain <coughs> that her kids don't experience uh what what she herself has experienced and i think she has a a good story <clears throat> to show that uh to prove that you can overcome if you don't give up and put forth an honest effort and it starts with self-love i want to bring on celestine mccool celestine how are you
3: i'm good and you
1: i'm doing great i want to thank you for coming on i appreciate you taking the time and uh
3: you're welcome my pleasure
0: i
1: uh I got just got wind of you. Just you know, we are uh, you know just reading your Facebook post and uh, mm-hmm. you sharing some of your experiences and some of what you've gone through and some of your your, your opinions about uh, about life in general and so forth. And that really prompted me to want to have you on the show to share that with the people. I, I appreciate it. Um,
3: thank you. I appreciate it as well.
1: Now let's. Uh, what I like to do, we'll, we'll take it back to the beginning. And uh, I know we we talked early and uh, went over. Uh, you know some things, and uh, you from a young age and had mm-hmm. entered into the system. And when 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 did this uh, all start for you? When when did this begin? And how and why? This, be-
3: this, this began at the age of three, and um, I was yeah I went around to my first foster home at about the age of three. And how it all happened was a family member got a hold to me in a sexual way at the age of three. Um, My mom was pretty much, like, in denial about what was going on, and she took her brother's side. And instead of making sure that I could stay home with my family, she didn't want to put her brother in prison, so she chose her brother over me, and that's how I ended up in the system. So I was there for about three to 18 And um, in between, I went through, you know, bouts of homelessness. Um, I went through a little bit of everything, you know, from homelessness, from, well, adoption first, and then homelessness and going through programs that they thought would make me straighten up and and then just ending right back up on the streets. And then, you know, from there, everything moved up once I realized I could change life and do better.
1: And how how long... uh... Uh, how how long were you back and forth within the within the foster homes?
3: Um, well, it's from the age of three to, from the age of three to eighteen. But um, I want to say like every foster home maybe lasted about maybe a year, maybe less than that, depending on my behavior or mm-hmm. who wanted what. You know, sometimes it's based on whether they want a boy or a girl, or just basically like I said, based on my behavior. So it might have lasted two, three to six months. It might have lasted a year at the most.
1: And And then, you know,
3: a lot. Go ahead. I'm listening. No,
1: no, no, no. You go right ahead. You go right ahead.
3: Oh, no, I was going to say. And so a lot of these parents do it. Well, these foster parents, they do it for the money rather than the right reasons, which is to show these kids who have been through so much love. You know, instead of showing them love, they do it for the money. And then, you know, just like as of now, I'm grown now, but not a lot of them have contact with me to this day right now. So, so it, 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 basically it, it was obvious what they really did it for.
1: So it was obvious to you uh, as you were going through the homes that they just want the money. They don't. They don't care about me. It was like you. So you were going through that uh, mentality at, during these times, right?
3: Right. Right. That's and correct.
1: And that, and that, I guess. As a result of that, it kind of tended to make you, did it make you rebellious?
3: Yeah, it made me very rebellious. I had went to one foster home where I guess I got in trouble for, I forgot what I did, but I did something, and it made me act out in a way where I was like, okay. So what I did was I sat a trash can on fire and sat in front of the TV. Like, I didn't even do anything. Like, it, the way that I was getting tossed around and passed around made me feel some type of way or feel unloved, like nobody wanted me. So I just, you know, started rebelling and doing things like, you know, from the beginning, doing stuff like starting fires as I got older, skipping school, not wanting to finish, and then just all types of different
1: stuff. hmm and so, and because of that, as a result, I imagine that, uh, you know, what usually happens is when one doesn't feel love, especially, mm-hmm. uh, well, I can't say especially female because it's on both sides. But if someone from the opposite oh, sex comes around true. and say, says all the right things and shows you that love, it's like, okay, this is, all right, this is it. Next thing you know, you, you, you find yourself kind of jumping the gun on a few things just because it's a, a feeling that you uh, right. really, really want it. And that I never yeah. had
3: before and I experienced it right. with different, you know, and it probably wasn't the way I should have went about it. But I don't think that, that at the time that I could have helped it <clears throat> based on what I've been through, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So it's kind of hard for me not to, you know, like you said, jump the gun on love or what I thought was love. But, you know, I was longing for something I never had going through these foster homes. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: So that's pretty much how that kind of happened.
1: So now you are a young mother of four. No,
3: three. And,
1: oh, three? It's three. Yeah, it's three. Oh, okay. I, 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 we'll just we'll just, We'll call it the typo on my promotion for you. I put. I think I put down four.
3: <laughs> okay, that's okay. Okay,
1: but it's three. Okay, let's let's and and what are their names and ages?
3: Um, my son's name is Jaheen and he is eight. My oldest daughter's name is Tane and she is 7 and my youngest daughter Faith is 5.
1: Okay. And I know just from reading your post that, that 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 you that you these kids are your life. I mean,
3: Yes, my my children are my life. And it's like I was never no one's life. I was passed around through all these homes and had all these foster moms that didn't really dedicate themselves to me or whoever. So, like, when I had kids, I wanted to show them what I never had, which was love and be dedicated to them. So, yeah, my kids are my life. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And what, what has, even though, you know, having the issues that you had, what what has that done for you as far as, uh... you as a person is because it seems like whereas you could have gone to uh... the pipe to the streets to a whole lot yeah, of other I things could Paris, i you've could gone have gone the other direction
3: yes i have because i said rather than to make my life um... bad because of what i've been through i can turn that around and make it positive and come up from that you know and leave my past behind and make my future bright you know so that's the way I decided to take it. Um, and since we being honest, I did try weed one time, and the guy, because I was at a point in my life where I was like, you know, I've been passed through these homes, I'm going through homelessness right now, I'm out here on the streets, you know, and, you know, later on I had found out I was pregnant, and it was just too much. So I was like, you know, I, a guy that I was dealing with um, offered me a hit of weed, and it was placed with embalming fluid. And I learned from that day on, drugs is not for me. And I stopped doing drugs from there. But it was just like, it wasn't even, it was just one hit. But, you know, I could have got addicted off of that one thing and just, my life could have spiraled out of control and I could have been that drug addict. I could have been anything from that. You know what I mean? Some people experience that first time and they like the feeling and they don't stop and it becomes an addiction and that drug becomes their life. I chose not to do that. Because whereas I already knew what my life was before I went through all of this stuff and what happened with my mind from beginning to end, and I chose not to go that route.
1: when When did you first come into love of self, when you realized you know what you, you said that you know what Celeste, you ain't that bad, you are, you are all right, you're all right, despite the past you I love you. you know, when did you come into love of self?
3: I came into love of self, I want to be honest and say, when I had my children, because I was able to give that love back. And for from that moment, I didn't feel so unloved anymore. And I found from there, I'm all right. I got somebody to love me now. And, you know, some of these girls feel like having babies at young ages, give them that love, but it really doesn't. But for me, when I had my first child and my second child and my third child, I went through a little issue with my third child, but then, you know, she's here now and, I, I, and I'm and i dealing with that. But that's how I recognized self-love and went through that stage of self-love. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I finally knew that I was getting it back and, you know, I was able to love myself because I finally had someone to love me. And, you know, a child's love – from a child that you've had, it
1: never dies. Mm-hmm. So from there, I was able to love myself. Okay, okay, because I, I can, I, I can tell. I mean, I, I uh, believe me. I, when I'm on Facebook, I, I, I read the post. I read yours. I read whoever has a post out there. And uh, mm-hmm. actually, I've gotten a few of my guests from uh, on the show based on what I've read from their posts because I find them interesting, and I just want them to share what they're talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, right. So. Okay, I'm not, see, now I'm going through one of those age things. I, I have something right on the tip of my head, and maybe it'll come back to me. I hate that. Yeah,
3: yeah I understand.
1: That, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, here we go. But uh, So you are now trying to get yourself in a position uh, for, like, a home entrepreneurship. You're trying to uh, develop a working at home. Can you tell us a a little about that and and what you're doing with that?
3: Oh, okay. Um, I joined a a program um, last year, and it led me into working working out. And this year I got the opportunity to do it again this year, but this time being an independent contractor and this is what I want to do because I'm more of a homebody, and I said there's all these programs out here that people don't know about that you can work from home, and and you can possibly build for yourself and open up your own business and become your own independent business owner, which is what my plan is to do. So okay. I'm starting off at a low start, but it's a good start, you know? So that's what I'm working on in life right now, and I'm hoping to get better at that so that I can – someday own my own business
1: okay and for anyone who is interested i know you you put out a uh, shout before to 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 contact you is that still something that you're trying to do i mean we can we can do it right here if you'd like to
3: um i don't mind but the program isn't through me but i can lead them the way to to get started I mean, I have leads, leads to things that they can do, and I can explain to them what they can do to get into the program and get started, however they like to do it. Yeah, I, I can do that.
1: Okay, so they, so so they can I, just maybe they, they can just contact you on Facebook, Celestine McCool, and uh, you could probably, if they would have a question, you could just kind of just point them in the right direction type of thing.
3: Right, absolutely. I most definitely can do that.
1: Okay, well, then you, you, you guys got it. If you, Any questions uh, about that? Uh, if you're interested in that, then, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what I try to do. Uh, we help each other out. We, we, we need each other. We need we,
3: each other. We most definitely
1: do. You know, that's, 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 and that's what we need to understand. It's not a matter of want. We're, we're in some serious need because we don't have each other now. It's, it's almost like we don't like each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, right. that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. So, uh, now, you are... Uh, Right now in the process, which I which I should have brought up before, you're actually trying to, you're in the process of trying to gain custody of your kids. Is that correct?
3: Right. That's absolutely and correct. And I get visitations at the moment where she just lifted up to the point where she's willing to give them to me for weeks at a time, sometimes days at a time, however long she asks me to, you know. Mm-hmm. So I take them and I spend that time with them. I tell them I love them. I let them know that, you know, I love you. You're only going to, this is temporary. Mommy's getting herself together. This is why I'm trying to get whatever I'm doing with starting a career in the field that I'm doing, I'm trying to get around so that I can someday possibly bring my children home.
1: And you actually uh, could, chances are if you had a good attorney, you could probably do that. Is that isn't that correct?
3: That's correct.
0: I mean
1: because you try you're trying to uh I, I would and I I wanna put this out for uh any anyone out there who is an attorney or who knows an attorney who deals or an advocate who deals with situations like this because Celestine deserves to have her kids with her. She's done all the right things, uh and she's doing all the right things. And uh, if she, she needs representation as someone who is an attorney, knows an attorney or advocate if they, you can either contact me, I'll connect you with Celeste, or you can contact Celestine McCool on Facebook. And uh, you know, like I say we need each other. You know, and we we need to help her get her kids back. I, I can, I know from that uh, that she loves her kids; they love her, and she wants them, and they want to be with her. And uh, right. we need to help. We need to help her uh, to to be able to do just that. She she deserves it, and they're hers, and she's done all the right things. So uh, exactly. hopefully, hopefully we can get together and do something and uh, get, get the situation proper. So I just want to make that clear.
3: Right, but um, on another note too as well is that I'm also proud of myself and I want for my children when they get older to know my story as well and see that no matter what you've been through, you can succeed and make your life better. So, like, you can't let your past make your future uncertain. You can, you can let your past make it bright because of what you've been through, and try to come up from that to make your life better. You know what I mean? So that's basically what I'm trying to do, and that, it's all in, you know, like you said, self-love. If you have enough love for yourself, you can do that. So, I'm working it. I'm working the program here. <laughs>
1: I hear you, and you know what? I, I I got this funny message on my computer that my uh, Firefox is crashing. I don't. I'm hoping we don't get cut off here, uh, okay. because it's, I have never seen this before, and the application I'm on, the platform I'm on, is the one that uh, my radio station's on. So we'll we'll just take it as far as we can go. But if we disconnect, I just I, I'm gonna matter of fact, let's. Yeah, I better go ahead and because uh, I don't I don't want to break off, and what I want to do is give you a chance to uh make a closing statement to the everyday people out okay. there however, whatever you want to put out there
3: okay well um on that note um i just um, basically, basically, basically want to say, wanna say that, that, that to anybody who wants to struggle and um i propose uh, can make, it through, can make it through that and you know you must try to overcome and embrace your story be great and strive to do any strive to be anything Don't strive to be, I'm sorry, strive to be anything, don't strive to be anything less. You got to carry passion, drive, and courage with you at all times.
0: And I guarantee
3: you with that, you won't lose.
1: There you go. On on, on that note, I, I wanted to go – we're going to have to do a part two on this because I, I had a couple of more things, but I don't want this system to crash on me. This is crazy. Okay. It makes me, it makes me, think, it makes me think that the system is checking out what I'm doing because it's, for various wow. reasons. But, but I want to thank you, Celeste, for coming on and taking time and talking to us and sharing your story. And uh, as welcome. things transpire, as, as you get going on your business, and hopefully we can get an attorney or an advocate to help you deal with the situation that you're in, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll keep in touch. All right. Okay. Thanks a lot. You take care. And uh,
3: all right. You too.
1: All right. Now. Bye bye. And it was
3: a pleasure. Bye bye.
1: Absolutely. Bye bye. Bye bye. What's going on? Here? Okay, so I'm trying to uh, deal with this problem here. I'm trying to see if I can get my studio back up. Hopefully, you can still hear me. It looks like uh I still may be on. Uh, let me see if I can bring it back up. Of all the damn times, let's see what's going on here. Okay, according to okay, it looks like what I see here that I'm I'm still on. Okay, well beautiful. I'm glad you guys can still hear me. That was. Something funny is going on because I uh, was talking to a couple of friends the other day. And uh, when I talk on my cell phone, occasionally I get this high tone beep as though my calls are being recorded or tapped. I don't I don't know. But whatever. You know, uh, I do greet those people who may be tapping my phone. I welcome them to my conversation and I encourage them to call into the show or at least listen to the show, you know. But anyway, uh, that was Celestine McCool. Uh, Sharing her story, Uh, I think a very positive story because she could have easily gone the other way. Uh, She is a great mother, great person, deep, sensitive, caring, and uh, it just goes to show, like I said, uh, you can do it. You can overcome as long as you stay positive and uh, 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 just don't give up. Don't ever give up and just put forth an honest effort, and it starts with love of self. Gotta love yourself, and uh, that is uh, apparently easier said than done because uh, we don't seem to kind of get too much into self-love. We it's, and it's obvious because of how we treat each other. You know, if you love yourself, you don't you don't make other people miserable. Only miserable people make make other people miserable. Simple as that. I want to thank uh, Brother Dan Lee. Uh, the dialogue uh, today was. I thought just as interesting as the uh, dialogues that we have on Facebook. I really appreciate him coming on and uh, sharing information and talking with me. I hope to have him on again. And uh, I just, I, I'm just, i uh, just feeling real good about how the show is going. I, I hope that uh, you listeners feel the same way. I hope that you would share with me how you feel, whether it's good or bad. If you have any uh, pointers you want to give me, I'm always listening, suggestions. I'm always listening. And if you want to tell me I'm doing a pretty good job, I'm listening to that, too. I'll listen to that, too. Uh, Nobody criticizes me more than I criticize myself. So uh, chances are, if you have a critique of myself, I've already uh, given myself uh, the paddle. (laughs) But I still need to hear it. I need to hear the good and the bad. I need to hear how the show is going because I only want to make it better. So tomorrow night in Chicago at 730 p.m., at the House of Bing on 6930 South Shore Drive. We will have Brother Joe Stroder, the founder and CEO of Mo' Better Jazz Productions, uh, featuring uh, jazz musician uh, Xavier Breaker, uh, tomorrow night at 730, uh, world-class jazz in an old-school element. I would like for everybody who can to get out to the House of Being tomorrow night and show your appreciation for what brother Joe Stroder is doing bringing something positive right smack dab in the middle of the community he deserves your appreciation he deserves your help we gotta keep this going it's beautiful it's free parking only ten dollars again great food great people great music great drinks you can't beat it you don't need to go downtown you can't beat it get out there tomorrow night House of Bang, 730-6930 South Shore Drive. So, on that note, in the name of whomever or whatever, your spiritual power, peace.
0: Boom.